The Pac-12 is not pursuing expansion. John Wilner is going to join us at 9 o'clock today to get more into the Pac-12 and their decision and their thought process here. But they did announce yesterday they have no plans of pursuing expansion. So first off, in the world of college sports, do you take that to mean the Big 12 is going to survive with their eight remaining members? No, I saw something this morning that made a little sense. Uh, they should go to the AAC and start taking teams. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so, start... so they would survive, yeah. So yeah, they, they, would... they would survive, and they, as this person made a little sense, if you get the right teams, you might even be better in football than the Pac-12. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's not a stretch, yeah, but I mean, because football is the only thing that matters anyway to anybody. So if you go to the AAC and you get, I mean, you take Houston right away and they were bad at football last year, but they've been good in the past. And it's Houston with the, you, you talked about yesterday with the TV market. It's a huge, um, biggest uh, city in Texas. Um, yeah, I, I think it survives if they do something like that. Um, in, in terms of the Pac-12, I guess I'm not surprised. We talked about it yesterday. They weren't going to come out yesterday saying, we're adding these four teams. Now, he says we're not expanding right now. I'm not so sure they don't have people in the background saying, hey, if right. it ever happens, let's look at some of these teams here and what we'd want to do. Because here's the, the potential that could have happened was the Pac-12 and the Big Ten mainly could have decided, well, we're going to add a couple more teams and we're going to go take the pick of who's ever left in the Big 12. So that would have been, hey, you want a Texas school? Texas Tech, Baylor, TCU's out right. there. Hey, do you care about basketball? Kansas exists. Hey, Oklahoma State's a solid program. Like, that was the possibility here that the Big 12 could lose two, four, six more members to other power conferences coming in to, po to, to poach them away. But if the Pac-12 doesn't expand, if they actually don't end up expanding beyond 12, and if the Big 10 decides not to expand as well, then the Big 12 will survive. Now, the question would be in the Big 12 is... They're not really a power conference anymore. I mean, that's... No, but if you're the Big 12, don't you say, hey, let's grab these AAC teams before the Pac-12 changes its mind? I mean, let's say Houston. Let's take them, and they go to the Big 12. I mean, did they turn around two years later and go to the Pac-12? That wouldn't make sense either, so... Well, they could. I mean, they could. Anyone could do anything. If you're Houston, do you want to go to the Big 12 right now? Probably not. Probably not. You're probably waiting for a better yeah, offer. because... I'd be curious to see what the Big 12's television contract will be in now. 2025. Right. When technically, I assume all that will get changed once. It, okay, here's here's the problem right now. Texas and Oklahoma are leaving the Big 12. At the moment, officially, they're not leaving until 2025. Well, at the moment. Nobody believes that's Nobody believes they're happen, staying around that long. But that's because of the television contracts. Right. right. So, presumably, if Texas and Oklahoma get the hell out after this season, which, which they is could. what everybody assumes is going to happen here, I'm curious to see what happens in the Big 12's TV deal. Because right now, it's not good compared to power conferences, but it's better than the AAC. It's better than the Mountain West. But once Texas and Oklahoma are gone, do they go from, I think they're getting about $25 million per school to getting like $8 million, which is just a little bit more than the AAC. When Texas and Oklahoma jump early, given our ties to Missouri, will... The press box or Pete Thamel break the story. <laughs> I'm not so sure about that one. Pete Thamel. Pete Thamel. Will. Oh, I, I, that was a funny I made because there's no chance <laughs> our ties to Missouri will let us know before the, Pete Thamel. I asked this on Twitter yesterday to UNLV fans. What are the percentage you think UNLV ever gets into a power conference? Well, I saw your number. I'm guessing UNLV fans had a higher one because you had 5%. So I can't believe UNLV fans left it at 5%. Uh, did you say Pac-12 or just Power 5? Just, power, just power, conference. Conference. power Conference. He had 5% with a 5% margin of error. Yes. 
<laughs> I will say, you're tasking me what UNLV fans said? No, just what you think. What, do you, oh, uh, what are the odds they get into a power conference? I don't think it's very good at all. Yeah. Very I, low? I had... Uh, I had a few people tell me 0% or 1%. Okay. So I had a few people tell me yeah. I was too high with my 5%. Um, I did have one guy tell me 40%. Um, well, basically, in the, what we believe the near future, because it's been this way forever, um, for a really long time, I, I would say, you were asking a school to get into a Power 5, or excuse, just a Power Conference, however many there are, and you have to eliminate the most important thing, which is a football program. Yeah. So, because everyone comes from the football programs. And and you'd have to you would not even want to talk about that. Give us your strengths, and they'd be one of the few schools who could never talk about football when football is the only thing that matters to get into a Power Five conference. So I just don't think it's a very good chance. Is there a way that like Kansas and UNLV could form like a basketball conference? UNLV's got to get a hell of a lot better yeah, at basketball get better for that to, to happen. To go to can to get with Kansas. Man, you know that's a great question. Nine. Titans coaches and players have tested positive for COVID-19. That includes their head coach, Mike Vrabel, and quarterback Ryan Tannehill. The Titans had one of the worst outbreaks last season for COVID in the NFL, and now they've had the worst outbreak so far this season with COVID in the NFL. What? What's happening in Tennessee? What are, what are they doing? How are they? They're not they, crushing the virus. The I'll shirts? tell you that. They're do not they crushing. John Gruden they, shirts? They need t-shirts in a different color. They, they got to get their team colors out there to crush that virus. They're, there's currently a shortage of horse medicine all throughout yeah. that section of the country. So maybe they just ran out. I was trying to find some clothes the other day and um, obviously can't wear it. Unbiased here. But at some point, someone had thrown us. Crush the virus shirts, right? Ooh. We all got them, and they threw them at us or whatever. I still, so it still exists. It's like fortieth down in my drawer because I can't wear it, but it is. It, they are still out there. If it's clean, let's give it away. I was gonna say, Sharps, you now have an ability <laughs> to win the. And by the way, it's never been worn, so it's brand new. I'm out. The Las Vegas Aces beat the Atlanta Dream 79-71. to uh, There are seven games left in the season. The Aces are one game back of being in first place in the WNBA. Only a half game ahead of third. That's the big distinction there because the one and two seeds get a bye straight to the semis. The three and four have to play in the quarter. So they need to hold on to at least second place. But probably the bigger story is that Angel McCautry checked into the game for the final 7.9 seconds. Angel McCautry tore her ACL in May. What is that? That is incredible. That's like it being 25 to nothing Niners in the fourth quarter saying Derek warm up. <laughs> and, and throwing Derek Carr into games like, what, what's he doing on the field? Well, no, I mean, it's incredible that she's back. True. How did she come True. back that quickly from a torn ACL? She tore it? Tore it, tore ACL. I, that's, that's the by far the shortest ever. And when you tear your ACL, so I read something about Kawhi Leonard the other like maybe the playoffs next right. year, which would be a year, right? Right. From when he tore it. I am it's it's blown away because it was like she's out for the year. We sure all this. we sure she tore I'll have it? to go I'll have to go double check exactly what Never it was. Never heard of that. But an ACL oh. injury and she's back That's, in four months. Well four months from an ACL. Yeah, four months is ridiculous. That's I'm pretty sure uh, Adrian Peterson when he tore his they were amazed. It's like he's with you. He was back in six months. Yeah. Or, and 
He was four ahead months? of schedule. She set a record if she's back in four months from a torn ACL. Yeah. I mean, the, and I, she came in for seven seconds. Well, it was more of a symbolic. Hey, she's back. Okay, all right. yeah, that's what it was. Well, Not. See, that was my first thought was, does she have a roster thing where she has to appear in X amount of games that they're like, hey, we got five left. Yeah. Let's get her earned money. Here's the headline from ESPN. Las Vegas Aces, Angel McCautry to miss season with torn ACL meniscus. Eh, headlines. <laughs> yeah, no, journalists don't even gonna, write those. I got to go find the release. I'm almost certain that's what the release was. Yeah. Four months. Yeah, the, the statement from Angel McCautry during the last, it was a preseason game. During the last game, I had an accident on the court, eerily similar to what happened the first time, and my result came back as a torn ACL, torn meniscus. I was heartbroken again. She had the meniscus too? Yeah. Fastest healer in the history it's, of the it's world. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Did I, she... Just check in and wave at people? Or did she actually try to jog? She's up and down. Yeah, up and down the court. Jeez. Yeah. Good for her, but man, I, that's amazing. Because the thing was, yesterday the Aces put out their injury report before the game, and it was like Angel McCautry questionable. <laughs> questionable. <laughs> and we all thought, no, that's just Jiggy playing a funny. Yeah. He's like, just playing a joke on us, that old knee, Jiggy. Does her knee work? <laughs> yes, exactly. Apparently it does. <laughs> She's in the game. Wow, good for her. Oh, uh, you know, I can't tell you that. Christian Pulisic is on the Team USA World Cup qualifier roster. Remember, he tested positive for COVID like 10 days ago, but he was vaccinated. And because of that, the timeline for him to return was shrunk down significantly. Uh, So next Thursday, we're less than a week away from the U.S. and their first World Cup qualifier. Uh, That is when they will play. Pulisic will be there. Good for USA. Very excited for the United States. Was it the MLS All-Star game where they had to pause last night because of the chant? Oh, did, I did not watch it. It was. Arash Mikazi tweeted that ago. they had to pause. They didn't cancel it. They paused because of the famous chance. I, I was not watching it. But it was. So the MLS All Star game was Major League Soccer All Stars against Liga right? MX All Stars. Uh, yeah, That's usually so, yeah. Arash covers stuff, so yeah. it was LA. But wow. it was MLS playing against the Mexican League's All Star. And they did the chant, and everyone paused the game, and it's like, what is going on? Why does this keep happening? Yeah, it's always going to happen. I know. A, They're never going to stop. A Mexican game yeah. or a Mexican league. Yeah, it's not going. It's going to be every single time. Except at Allegiant Stadium, it didn't really happen yeah, it there. Did. <laughs> no, yeah. it didn't. I mean, I heard it sparsely. Not to the point where it stopped. But yeah, not loud enough to where like there were people doing it, but not where it was like half the crowd, half the crowd. and it was okay. Where they would have to pause the right. game. Right. Exactly. I don't care about your next question. All right. Fresno State is going to get $10 million over 10 years for a naming rights deal. Their football stadium is going to be named after Valley Children's Hospital. Uh, In the Mountain West, Colorado State has a 15-year deal for $37.7 million naming rights for their football stadium. Boise State, San Jose State, and Utah State all have football naming rights deals that pay less than a million dollars per year. UNLV can never get this because they don't play at their own stadium. You'd never know by the, the tweets. But the tweets, I think they uh, own it's the home. state. It's home. It's their home. Another one that'll be interesting to see because they'll get a lot of San Diego State's building a brand new stadium. They're a year out. They will get naming rights for sure. It's their stadium. Yep. So that's what you want. You want, obviously, an ability. Naming rights get you a lot of money. Boy, I'll tell you what. Goes back to those uh, days I lost in my life at the uh, at the uh, meetings up there at the uh, <laughs> legislature. I can't believe they didn't kind of try to say, hey, 
If we vote for this thing, they also get a couple bucks off the naming rights. <laughs> they didn't vote for that. I forget. I remember the vote wasn't about that. Yeah, no, let's just look at this new place. They can't UNLV get any. will play. Nope, they cannot do naming rights because it's Allegiant Stadium, and that's a Raiders deal. They can't. They can't drape a banner what, over it. That you've says, uh, you've talked about it often. The Raiders sure got a sweetheart deal out yeah, of all this, didn't they? Pretty good deal. Pretty good one. <laughs> and a lot of it came at the expense yeah. of UNLV. I just am imagining. Ed sitting in those chambers oh. and suddenly getting woken up by like you're snoring again. Best part of the day. Do they have the turkey sandwich in the uh, cafeteria oh, down there? That was the best part of the day in those meetings. All right, here we go. We got tickets to give away to the Culinary Feast Sunday, September 5th. This is out at Lake Las Vegas Golf and Food Festival at Reflection Bay Golf Club. That runs Friday, September 3rd through September 5th. But we're giving you tickets to go to the Culinary Feast on September 5th. Right now, 702-364-1100 is the phone number. Winner will get a pair of tickets to the Culinary Feast. 702-364-1100. What color? Oh, that would be helpful. Caller number four. Okay. And the 0-2. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. And somehow, someway, the Arizona Diamondbacks hang on and beat the Phillies tonight. They survived this game. 8-7. Diamondbacks a winner in Philadelphia. Now he swings. He drives one. High and deep. Left center field. Adios. Pelota. He hits another one. So that is his 24th home run of the year, and the Giants jump into a 2-0 lead. Two down, nobody on. The pitch to Lindor. Swing, and there's a high fly ball. Coming into medium right center. Yaz is under it. And he's got it, and the ball game is over. But the Giants, one way or the other, figure out a way to win this ball game. And once again, it was not easy. You're sitting in the press box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter at Ed Graney and Bischoff underscore Tyler. Imagine being of a fan not in first place of their division. Mets are horrible. <laughs> yeah, man. Jared, that imagine? is excellent work. The yeah, Dodgers good, have... Good we learned that the Diamondbacks beat the Phillies. The Dodgers win. coming off a three-game sweep of the Padres, yeah. and you have irritated Ed by playing him San Francisco Giants highlights. He never plays Dodger highlights. Uh, no, not, that's not, not, that is not true. Not the, well, when they lose, I yeah, get Yeah, get no, no, absolutely. You I can, get a lot when they lose. Yeah, sweep. Right town down, book it. Sweet. That's a shame. Are you finally unafraid of the San Diego Padres? No, only because it would be one game. If it was two out of three or three, well, certainly if it was three out of five or five, four out of seven, they're better than the Padres. They're not but even going to make one it. One game, I am hoping not. They are. Um, they're two back of the Reds. It's gonna, two. It's going to stink so bad because in the coming weeks, I'm going to be torn. I want them to lose, but they play the Giants so many times. I want them to win, and yet if the Reds are if the Reds are losing. It could end up where you still get the Padres in that one-game playoff. No, you're cheering for the Padres to win those games. You well, win, yeah, because you, you want to win the division. division. You, you want to win the division. Yeah, you want to. You got to cheer for the Padres to win those games. Man, it's only you're you're two and a half back. They the just locked those dudes up. Tatis did nothing. Machado did nothing. Cronworth very little. Locked them up. Scherzer last night. You Forget can't be about afraid it. of him anymore. 
You not afraid. Be afraid. Not afraid because I think because I think more so it's creeping into the Padres' heads. Yeah. Like uh, uh, they're terrible. All they're of a horrible sudden. right now. They've been bad for like a month and a half. Those numbers now. with runners in scoring position and what they hit against the Dodgers the last three days are almost like not believable. They're like they're like <laughs> unbelievable. Like yeah. you do analytics and numbers. Like I saw some of those numbers last time. I'm like I don't even believe that's true. There's no. you can't be that bad. No, it's, you shouldn't be. You your batting average with runners in scoring position should be about the same as your batting average overall. Like there should there shouldn't right. be a significant that was difference. just a joke and to be hitting whatever it was like oh ninety or something like that it's insane with runners in scoring position it's because they went nine innings without a hit in the game the second game of the series so, the Dodgers my, threw a no hitter in the middle of the say, game one of my buddies actually tweeted like oh good, no hitter again <laughs> Padres just got no hit again no it's not the traditional no hitter but they've just gone nine innings without a hit there was more innings than that than Madison Bumgarner's <laughs> no hitter earlier in the year. You can't be afraid of them anymore. They're they're 14 and a half games behind the Dodgers. Well, no, they're not going to catch neither the Giants or the Dodgers. Um, they're 13 and a half games worse. I mean, look, if it could work out to where if the Dodgers can't win the division, yes, I want the Reds. I don't want you don't want the Padres. They have I worse, told you before. They have a worse record than the Braves, the Brewers, the Reds, the Giants, and the Dodgers in the National League right now. Yeah. They have a worse record than the Rays, Yankees, Red Sox, White Sox, Astros, Athletics, and even the Mariners. In the AL. They're not even one of the 10 best records in baseball right now. They're not good. It's a shame. And you're still afraid of them. You're still like, well, somewhat, somewhat. I need them to lose so they don't get in the wild card I talked game. a little smack last night. My buddy Tom Krasick, he kept tweeting about how the Padres locked up the Dodgers. I'm like, and I, I tweeted to him. I said, wouldn't it be great if these stats meant to win? Like... <laughs> All I'm t- reading from you are how great the Padres these stats are. I was like, it'd be awesome if what they actually won a game. What stats was he tweeting about? Uh, pitching against the oh, Dodgers. Because the Dodgers, they, they did. They kind of locked the Dodgers, Dodgers up, too. But they were so bad lots. offensively, it didn't mean anything. So I'm like, this would be awesome if you take your nice little positive <laughs> stats over here and you could actually win one of the three games. Then it'd be really something. The Padres had scored seven runs a game, then it would have mattered. But Yes, then it would have mattered. But they scored like two. When you can't score off of Max Scherzer or Joe Kelly. Or, or Walker Bueller or... Julio Reyes. Or the entire or, Dodger or, bullpen. Or two dudes a fanatic like me had never even heard of in that 16-inning <laughs> game. I told you that. The, I heard of the Friel guy. And then they bring a couple other guys in. I'm like, I have no idea. Green? I'm like, Sean Green's back? I thought he was like played. He I played it like he was a left fielder. Left fielder. He played like the like the early nineties. Like that guy's back. Who is this guy? I'm like they brought guys in in the sixteen inning game, and I'm sure the Padres did too. I don't pay attention to them other than their star players. But yeah, that was a uh, that was weird. Another bull game. Another bullpen game tonight. Got to have at least two of those a week. For being a really good team, the Dodgers have way too many bullpen games. That, that's the point. Well, like, I mean, who who could have. Who could have ever uh, counted on? Uh, yeah, the uh, you're uh, been you've been suspended, and the the d- district attorney's office would like to talk to your lawyers. Who you couldn't have counted on that guy for but, as big of a payroll, though. Yeah, <laughs> like, I true. think there'd be a we're couple st- more starters <laughs> there. That's true. That's true. All this money. Um, I don't consider their one bullpen game. I don't consider Price anymore. He's stretched out of where he he you know he's not a bullpen Does game he get anymore. You, get at least he used four. To. Yeah, he used okay. to be like early in the years, like that's oh, a bullpen game he's starting, but now he goes five or six, like, you know. What's Kershaw's timeline? They say they say two weeks. Two more weeks. Start pitching or two No, to weeks? maybe return. He's throwing. He's back on the yeah, he's, he's throwing. He is he's throwing, throwing right he's now. He's throwing. Okay. Yeah. It's, so, are they gonna like send him down to the triple A team for a start? I mean, or I guess you'd do one start, okay. right? Just, to do just one. I mean, like the asked one of the Astros starters is out and he's in the minor leagues right now. I 
I'd be surprised if Kershaw. I guess he could, but if he's just back in the majors, this. Is that what is that what he does? No, I think he's starting one time yeah, down there. At least once. He hey, gets to go down and buy everyone dinner and yeah, whatever throws, those guys do down there when they go down. At least throw like 65 pitches, make yeah. sure your arm still works before you get do it up here and get lit up on accident. Speaking of injured pitchers, so do you think Justin Verlander is ever the same? Yes. He oh, might be better. Yeah. I Maybe. mean, he had Tommy John, and I, we've gotten to a point where having Tommy John is good for pitchers like it's, it's better than anything other than angel mccotry's yes. doctor yes. who appears to be the greatest orthopedic surgeon like known to man because yeah. she's back after four months with a torn acl yeah because so justin verlander pitched one game last year the season opener and then he was done for the year had to have tommy john surgery and he hasn't pitched yet this season he has been throwing for a while just not from the distance of home plate to the right. pitcher's mound but there was a possibility that he was going to be capable of pitching from a mound in September and October. So there was a possibility that it was Justin Verlander could come back and pitch out of the bullpen for the Astros because he wouldn't have worked up the endurance to, to throw, start to be a starter and right. give you six, seven innings. But there's a possibility of, oh, Verlander could come back and be a reliever for the Astros in the playoffs. But their general manager said earlier this week, completely off the table, he's done because Justin Verlander is a free agent. That's after my this next year. question. Do they sign him? Probably not. They'll they're going to offer him a qualifying offer and get back like I think it's a third round draft pick, second round. Ah, uh, someone pick. will offer more than that. Right. Well, yeah. Well, they'll yeah they'll offer him the qualifying offer, right. which will be one year. I think it'll be eighteen or nineteen right. million. Someone will get more than that. Someone's going to come in, even yes. though he's older. He's yeah. No, he's someone. He's been more really than good he's at really his good. age, yeah. and somebody will come in and offer him a two or three year yes. deal with twenty million plus, yes. and yeah, the Astros will say no thanks. We'll we'll move on from that, but. Yeah, but but for for Verlander, there's no point for him to come back because he's going to be a free agent. If you come back, oh, I'm going to throw out of the bullpen for this team, and you hurt your arm again, now you might not get paid same, again. And that's the thing. I think he's going to come back, but same with Kershaw. He's a free agent. I don't, you yeah. know, I mean, they have a chance like the like the Astros do. They have both have chances to win the World Series, but if you're Kershaw on the back of your mind, you're like, you, only, you have one more deal. Yeah. Same with Verlander, probably. they yeah. Those guys have one more contract. So... I would, I mean, Kershaw's, if he's able to come back. Yeah, it wasn't Tommy John. I don't even know what it was to take that. I don't even think they've ever announced what it was. Someone kept saying the hand. I'm like, what does that mean? It's because he had to stop using the sticky stuff off his hat. Okay, okay. And he had to, that happened to Tyler Glass now? Tyler Glass now was like, I was using the sticky stuff. Now I had to stop and I hurt my arm because I got so used to the sticky stuff. Clayton Kershaw, why is he hurt? The Dodgers are good, but they have issues with hands. Seager was out like nine months with a hand, and now Kershaw's been out. They hey, can't, they can't fix it. Played last night. Did he play last yeah, night? Yeah, 0 for 3 at the walk. Wait, was Bellinger in the lineup? Of course. Why wouldn't he be? Why wouldn't he be? you got to have him in center field except Chris, instead of Chris Taylor, who's hitting, who was an all-star who hit 285. Oh, yeah, Bellinger in there striking out last night. Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't he be? Of course. Yeah, why wouldn't he be? Oh, I love Cody uh, it's, it's just, it's preposterous. How about this, though? At one point late in the game, it's 4-0. I don't know who got on, but it's two outs, and he hasn't even gotten to second. And the new pitching coach for the Padres, who's now 0-3, not that it was his fault, whatever happened, he made a trip to the mound, and Bellinger's coming up, and I'm sitting in my house on the chair saying, what the hell could this be guy saying? <laughs> uh, this guy has struck out 76% of his last tw- uh, you know, 100 bats. Maybe just throw it over the plate. And what happens? He strikes out. It was just... <laughs> Jared, is the best possible outcome here that Cody Bellinger is awesome in the playoffs? Like we're taught, like hits like a walk-off home run in the A and the NLDS, like hits like a walk-off to send him to the World Series and then goes 0 for 40 in the World Series? 
Is that the best scenario? <laughs> I, I want him to be the best player, the best hitter for the Dodgers, and then somehow it come down to, okay, it's game seven, bottom of the ninth, and he just whiffs. And Ed goes from this guy, like oh. Bellinger hits like 527 in the playoffs. Yes, I go from a record, bump to a star. Breaks the most, like home runs in the playoffs record. And it, Ed's like, oh, Bellinger's back. And then he strikes out with the bases loaded to end game seven. One and- of his at-bats last night, he hits a little dribbler uh, up third. And I think it's, well, it's Machado who's incredible. Um, no, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. It was it was a grounder to second, very slow. And... Um, Who's the 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 um, shortstop who took over for Tatis? Cronenworth, uh, or is it uh, is it not Cronenworth? No, they're playing Cronenworth. Uh, whoever what, flips the first, and he beats the flip beats Bones or Belly. Like, I don't know half a step. Bellinger takes his helmet and just <laughs> hurls it on the ground. I'm like, that's what you're mad at? You haven't caught up to a fastball in six months. What the hell are you throwing your helmet for? You actually made contact on that. I'm giving you the standing ovation. I got to get out of the chair to clap for you because you actually made contact with the ball. And I'm like, that's the one time you throw your helmet? What about the nine times you've struck out in your last 11 at-bats? Oh, poor Cody Bellinger. <laughs> How much do you want this guy to take them to the World Series? And then, of course, well, Doc Roberts, he could be over 40, he's still going to play the guy in the World Series, and then just stink. Yeah, that's what I think that's and what I'm And the Yankees, like, striking him out on every pitch. I think that's what I'm cheering for. <laughs> that that would be phenomenal if oh. Bellinger is awesome in the playoffs. You have to be like, yeah, this guy's great, and then just no hits in the in the World Series. Oh, it'd be great. How about I'd enjoy you? every second of it. Mookie back, yeah. Bellinger play, of course. <laughs> Mookie's on the bench tonight. We got to get Cody some more. Cody some more All right, coming up next. Why do Golden Knights fans? They've turned on the front office. All right, hold on. We have some breaking news this morning. Heather Dinich, writer for ESPN, tweeted: Have confirmed from multiple sources there is a four-person subcommittee in the Big Twelve meeting today to explore expansion. So the Big 12, after they're desperate, they need to add. After the alliance was formed by the Pac-12, Big 10, and ACC, after the Pac-12 said they are not looking at expansion right now, the Big 12 is exploring expansion. So if you're the Big 12, your only legitimate options are trying to take teams from either the AAC AAC or the Mountain Mountain West. West. Those are really the only legit options. Geographically, Um, who in the Mountain West would you go after? Look at the Big Twelve. I don't even know if that matters right now because they're right. they're like really I struggling. Add, I should add one more team before we jump into the Mountain West side of this. BYU. BYU is a yeah. legitimate team. The Big Twelve yeah. would be interested in. I don't know if BYU would be interested in the Big Twelve. Didn't famously Texas like go? We don't want BYU yeah. in our yeah. yeah. And so Texas. it's like all right. Well, if you guys are leaving, <laughs> well, we're going to hang out with our ex girlfriend. <laughs> I mean, that's a. Uh... The brand is enormous. It's global. Yeah. The BYU's the thing becomes BYU has its own set of rules in a lot of ways when they play, when they don't play. And now maybe the Big 12 say, hey, we really need them. We'll relent to a lot of that stuff, as the Mountain West has done with Boise in certain situations. So maybe they do go after yeah. BYU because the brand's enormous. Because if, you, if you're counting off realistic teams the Big 12 could go after, obviously they're not going to get anybody from any of the other power conferences. No. Nobody's leaving a stable no. power conference for one Missouri? that might not exist. You want to come back, guys? But <laughs> the realistic options, BYU's at the top, and then you would have, I don't know what order you'd put them I think in. Houston. It depends on how global or global, how much you want to span across the map, but you're going to have a team like Central Florida's a legitimate option, Cincinnati's a legitimate option, Houston's a legitimate option, 
Memphis is a legitimate mm-hmm. option. Those are probably, maybe I'm forgetting somebody, but those are probably the best four in the AAC. And then if you go the opposite direction, if you want a good football program, obviously Boise State's at the top. Right. If you're willing to go all the way coast to coast, San Diego right. State would be a And you pick up a much better option. market. Yeah, and you get into California. Right. UNLV would be, if we're talking just Mountain West teams, they're one of the four best options. Right. And I think Colorado State is right. a solid option, too. They're not going to blow you away, but you get back into the Colorado market. They lost Colorado right. back to You get back into that market. They're a solid They're program. They're good enough. Yeah. yeah. So, like, those are the those are the four from the AAC. Right. Those are the four from the Mountain West. Right. And BYU exists as well. UNLV already does kind of play Big 12 football in the fact that they don't tackle anyone. Can we have a yearly rival, Kansas and UNLV, the battle for one and eleven for football? <laughs> yes. The battle for one and eleven combined. I have not looked at Kansas, but we know UNLV's numbers. Combined games, either is favored in this year. Was well, UNLV favored in any game? Because because Eastern Washington's laying four. But those are just offshore numbers. Yes, right yes. Now, we right? have not we have not seen a local in Colin. If I'm wrong or tweet us, I don't think I've seen a local number. I don't think I have either. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess they end up being favored in that one. Here. I would hope. I think they end up being favored. So that's one. I don't know what Kansas's schedule is. If they don't play any FCS teams, then there's no there's no way. No. Right. There's no way they're favored in anything unless they're playing an FCS. I mean, I guess they could play. Who is it that uh, Brad Powers always comes on and tells us? Is it, uh, oh, UMass. He's always yeah. like, UMass yes, is yes, worse than UNLV. Yes. So maybe. Oh, boy, Kansas. They play South Dakota. So oh, they'll get okay. one. All right. They'll get one on the schedule. Why are they They're playing Coastal Carolina? Oh, my God. They, why'd they do that? They're going to lose I think that Coastal game. Carolina. I've, I've them. They're going to lose that game by 15. I think Coastal Carolina is one of the 76 teams you had, Jer- you had Tyler draft. No, when they we were did. drafted before we. Oh, got that's right. They, they, they were, dra- they the were drafted by the people who actually got the draft. Yeah. Good teams. Yeah. Once you start, once you get to like round thirteen, you're like, oh, I could take Missouri. Or I could take someone who could win some games. I just remember Tyler at one point going, "How many more teams do we have left? <laughs> Seven. Like, <laughs> so Kansas's non-conference schedule is South Dakota, Coastal Carolina, and Duke. So they're uh, one and be, two. They're going to be favored in one of those games. Yeah. They will. Not be favored, I assume, in any of their conference games, which leaves them with one game, UNLV probably with one. There's a chance UNLV is going to end up favored against maybe a Utah, Utah State, State. Utah State. Because yes. they're not any good Because they stink. But yes. So you're looking at like two, maybe three games that these two teams combined are favored in this year. I think UNLV's flying over that number. That number's <laughs> one and a half, right? Yeah. So they're let me ask number. you this if you're UNLV. Number. Right now. The Big 12 comes to you and says, we would like to add you. We, we're extending an invitation to join the Big 12. Are you accepting that if you're UNLV? Where's the Big 12 offices? Do you know? <laughs> Not in Las Vegas. Right. I Wherever they are, I walk there to go in the Big 12. <laughs> really? Yes. Even though yes. there's a chance this conference doesn't exist in five years. Yes. Okay. I take my chances. So You don't? I go. I, I would. I, yeah, I go. Um, unless... You know from the Pac-12. Well, if they're telling you behind the scenes, don't do it. If if because here's the here's the thing. If you are any of those four schools I mentioned from the Mountain West, any of those four I mentioned from the AAC or BYU, those nine schools, you could say if in the future, if the Pac-12 went up to sixteen, or the Big Ten or the ACC went up to sixteen, they're like, oh, we got to match the SEC's number. If for whatever reason that would happen, 
those nine schools would have a legitimate shot to get into these massive power conferences. Yes. But if the Pac-12 stays at 12, if the Big Ten stays at 14, and the ACC stays at 14, then you don't have a legitimate shot, and the Big 12 is definitely your best option. So it's really just a matter of how likely is it that the Pac-12 adds four more teams if you're UNLV? And if, again, and if you'd be one of those four, like what kind of assurances would they give you? What I think should happen is the Big 12 should add UNLV, they'll go to the Big 12, and yet when the Big 12 says, cool, we get to come into Las Vegas for all our championships, they'll say, no, the Pac-12 is already there. <laughs> so the Big 12 will be like, why did we take you? We we thought we were bringing all our champions. No, the Pac-12 is in. We're good. Don't so you it. guys can play your title that- game here, but it's going to have to be at Sam Boyd Stadium. On a Wednesday at 11 p.m. <laughs> and now, mind you, no one's been to Sam Boyd in a exactly. couple of months. Exactly. So we don't know how it need, looks. You may need to bring in a grounds crew. Uh, the basketball tournament. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, we have the WAC and the WCC, yeah. so we can offer you Gorman we, High. I was just going to Bishop Gorman High at 7 o'clock on a Thursday. We don't no, know I, if it'll be on TV. We might be able to stream it on the internet. I would absolutely. Well, I mean, follow Craig Thompson's lead. we got to stream everything on Facebook. Um, I would go to the Big 12 if I'm UNLV. I would, too, because even though you might, there might be a slight concern of, hey, this conference could fall apart, or, hey, there could be an offer from the Pac-12 in the future. You could always just take the offer from the Pac-12 in the future. You could, and also, I mean, again, UNLV, eh, we like to have fun, but UNLV does have a Legion Stadium. They do have, there's a lot about Vegas with the Raiders and everything here now to where if they went to the Big 12 and five years later it crumbled, you couldn't come back? Presumably. I mean, someone's going to take them because of this town. Well, here's the, the, the issue. Depending on what the Big 12 would do, like just imagine if the Big 12 said, Screw the east co- uh, side of the country. We're going west. You and right? San Diego State, Boise State, and they take the yeah. four teams from the Mountain West. Does the Mountain West even? Well, I don't exist know if they anymore? exist anymore. Right. So, conceivably, the Mountain West could not exist right. in five years too right. if that were to happen. But I think you go. I think it's. A, I think you have it, to go. It's an. It's a decision you make just because it's. It's. Well, at that point, I don't think you consider that a power conference. The eight remaining Big Twelve teams. But aren't plus, you guaranteed more money either way? Most likely. TV especially. Most likely. Conceivably, the TV money is going to come down for the teams that are left in the Big 12. Oh, absolutely. But it should still be more than you're getting in the Mountain West. It should still be a better situation, even if it's not a power conference. Like, I don't think there's any way you could consider the current eight teams in the Big 12 plus... BYU, Houston, UNLV, and Central Florida. No. Whatever whatever It's not a power conference. I don't think you can consider that a power conference. So, again... You're not a power conference if you're UNLV, but it's a better conference. Yes, it's a better and conference. Conceivably, it's a much better basketball conference, too. Sure. Because the big problem with Mountain West basketball is that San Jose State exists. Right. And there are teams in this conference that end up being so bad, they drag it down. The Big 12, the key to the Big 12 is every single team in that conference is solid. Iowa Oops. State. Yeah, Yeah, Iowa State won two games last year. They were still basically Ken Palm ratings, net rankings, right where UNLV is. Like, the worst possible season a Big 12 school can have is middle-of-the-road Mountain West level. Yeah. So They won the national title last year, that league. So you absolutely improve basketball. Now, the first few years, you'd probably struggle quite a bit. Oops. Yeah. Sure. But conceivably, you'll be able to recruit to the level, and and you'll you'll be a better basketball program. And if you're in the Big 12... And you go 500 in conference play, 
you're probably in the NCAA tournament. Whereas in the Mountain West, even if you win 12, 13 games, there's a good chance you're in the NIT right. instead of the NCAA tournament. But how will UNLV lose a coach to the Big 12 if they're in the Big 12? Oh, true. They can still that's lose. True. You can get hired from within sure. the conference. It happens. Be fun if it did. I'm just enjoying the fail, like UNLV, where you fail upward. Yeah. What you do, and now the comp, now the whole I didn't school's even going. Think of that. I didn't even think of that. It's too bad Missouri left the Big Twelve. Who's the interim then, athletic director? With who's that? Uh, Eric, Eric Harper. Harper, yes. Baylor calling Eric. We'd like to talk to your coach. We'd like permission to talk to your coach. <laughs> Eric's like coach, coach, you got a coach. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, this is my job. That's <laughs> poor UNLV. No athletic director. All right. Hey, our sharp finally won. How about that? It's time to find the sharp. Brought to you by PropSwap, where smart sports bettors buy and sell sports bets. Go to PropSwap.com today and find the very best odds. Josh is back for day two. He had the Red Sox yesterday. They won easily. So, Josh, is uh, there's a chance here to win a mystery jersey or a mystery hat, but you got to get to nine in a row to get there. And when you get closer, we'll start revealing what some of these mystery prizes are. So, Josh, where do you want to go for your second pick? And it is Friday, so you can pick anything that's played on Saturday or Sunday, if you would like, as well. Okay, well, yesterday we went something simple and Ed busted my chops for taking the Red Sox. <laughs> that's true. Today we'll complicate it a little. We're going to go with rugby. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Over the Canterbury Bulldogs. Okay, hold on. We are, oh, we are going to have to We are going to have to figure this out. A rugby game. Uh, what country is this in? It is in Australia or New Zealand. It's the round of 24. All right. So wh- which team do you want again? The Manly Sea Eagles. The Manly. All right. I, I found them. They exist. They're real. The Manly Sea Eagles. Tomorrow they play. 8.50 p.m. Pacific time. Manly Sea Eagles. All right. I am going to not remember this at all. Until we call you again on Monday and have to look up really quickly if the Manly Sea Eagles won a game. I hope you win. I'll be in a air, I'll be in a hotel tomorrow night in San Jose. My guess is the TV's not getting it, so I'll have to I'll, I'll have to look on the internet to see if these people win the game. All right, it'll be like UNLV football game. Whoa! All right, good luck, Josh. Thanks, Josh. Thanks, man. Oh, oh man, the parting shot. The Manly Sea Eagles. I will say, Ed, what you got to do is you got to go to a bar. Yes. After like midnight. <laughs> I have watched so much rugby <laughs> that I've just am genuinely like, is this live? It could be. I can't. I'll put the mascot in the COVID times of the San Jose Marriott and say, can you give me the Stanley Sea Dogs? Manly. Manly Sea Dogs and the rugby Eagles. <laughs> oh, see, I had them as the Stanley Sea Dogs. They're playing the Bulldogs. <laughs> okay. You right. have no chance, even if you wanted to, of watching this because you do not know the team. I don't even know the team's name I'm going to be asking. The guy's like, I'm going to say, I know it's on. I don't see that name. I don't see that name. <laughs> All right. Do you want to make fun of the athletics really quick? Down six, tied, and lose. Well, you're talking about something else, I know. The attendance. Yes. So the Yankees are in Oakland for a weekend series. The A's are battling for a playoff spot. They are now five and a half out of the AL West, but they're still in contention for the AL wild card. The Yankees hold one of those wild card spots. Big series in Oakland. Their announced attendance for the opener on Thursday night against the Yankees. 8,147 people. 
does that mean that the trip here from Kabul is more legitimate than we believe? No, I don't think so. I don't think it is either. Because I, I think, I don't think they believe, the. I think the A's believe if they get their Howard Terminal site built in Oakland, that yeah, they will more have people will come. a full ballpark yeah. of fans. And they, they could. And they probably will, especially yeah. early. Now, I'd be curious to see five, ten years into it, the A's are still operating the same way the A's operate right. with a limited payroll. Sure. And, and even though they've been relatively successful, it's still a hard team to cheer for in that regard. Are they playing in a waterfront ballpark at Howard Terminal in front of 8,147 fans? Still not sure that Kavel and his uh, group and the owner Fisher care. I think they Probably just want not. their brand new ballpark. Yeah, and and part of that goes to it's the same issue that you know my, the Miami Marlins have, the Tampa Bay Rays have. Sure, you make money off attendance. Absolutely, right. it helps, and owners don't want to give away home games or anything like that, but you make more money off the television oh, deal. Oh, the television deal. So yeah. even if you had no fans show up, you're, you're still, still make a fortune. Make, you're still going to make a significant yeah. amount of money. So the actual attendance in the stadium is less important. So it probably doesn't matter to them that much. I mean, yes, everybody would love to have 40,000 as opposed sure. to 8,000. There's no doubt about that, but... You're getting a bump on a new stadium. I don't care what anyone thinks. Right. People are just going to go. Right. They're going to get fans that come. And the other part is they're going to be able to charge more for Absolutely. season tickets, individual tickets, and all that. Just infrastructure and transportation issues we're hearing about. <laughs> the, your ticket is $750. <laughs> it appears it's going to be... Every time they talk about that uh, waterfront ballpark, the first thing you hear is, ooh, they're going to have to move a lot of land. I'm like, well, that can't be cheap. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the Bay Area, you can also pay triple digits to go watch Nathan Peterman play against the 49ers on Sunday. Get Kick excited. off at 1 o'clock.